Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to another edition of What's On My Mind. In this edition, we're going to be speaking about as studying through the word redemption. And it is a great study on seeing exactly what God did for us when he redeemed us back to himself, when he repurchased us. So join me for this What's On My Mind redemption. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you. On another uh, edition, I guess you would say, of uh, what's on my mind. And uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking about redemption. So something that's been on my mind is just the term redemption. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so redemption. The the reason why I guess you would say this has been on my mind is just because it's it's the it's the essence or the, the, the absolute core of what happens when we are saved. And um, just things that just come, come through my mind and what's obviously what's on my mind. And with the term redemption or redeem or redeeming, uh, the term redeem or redemption uh, just means to purchase back, to repurchase. Um, the things that belong to you at one point in time, if you are, uh, redeem that, you repurchase that. You purchase it back. Uh, it also means to deliver, uh, liberate a captive things, make free. And we are made free indeed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The salvation and what that does for us is the we were lost and undone and uh, separated we were initially God's creation. Man was was perfect at the beginning. God created him to be in perfect uh, unity and uh, fellowship with him, and we broke that. Sin entered into the world, and by sin, death. But he, because of his death, he redeemed us. So I just wanted to look at that a couple times, um, little things to the, uh, on this edition of what's on my mind. So if you would, uh, let's turn to the first mention of redeeming or redemption in the Bible. The law of first mention, as I've heard have been uh, said before, is back in Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter number 25, and it has to do with the year of Jubilee. So in uh, verse, starting verse number 24, it says, If thy brother be waxen poor and has sold away some of his possession, and if any of his kin come to redeem it, then shall he redeem that which his brother sold. And if the man have none to redeem it, and himself be able and himself be able to redeem it, then let him count the years of sale thereof, and restore the overplus unto the man to whom he sold it, that he may return unto his possession. And uh, turn down to verse number, well, let's actually, yeah, let's turn down to verse number 54. It says here, uh, and if he be not redeemed in these years, then he shall go out in the year of Jubilee, both he and his children with him. For unto me the children of Israel are servants, they are my servants whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. 
I am the Lord your God. And that is the first law or, you know, the law of first mention, this redeeming, redemption, has to do with the year of Jubilee. Now, I'm going to uh, bring the year of Jubilee, and that's every 50th year. Uh, if you go back and, and look at that, uh, that's the year of Jubilee. Um, I, I want to go back and look at that just a little bit later on with the number 50, and it'll come back as we close uh, this edition of What's on My Mind. Uh, let's turn to Paul's letters, though, and let's look at redemption. Uh, obviously, one of the main problems man has, as I mentioned at the beginning, is sin. Uh, because of Adam, uh, that's Romans 5, 12 through 19, by one man senator into the world. And we see this in Romans 3 and verse number 23 through 26. So turn over there real quickly. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 23 through 26, where the Bible says here, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. You see there, like by his blood alone in Christ, the remission of sins that are past. And something that's very interesting, in God's timeline, everything is in the past. Because he's the Alpha and the Omega, he doesn't, he's not constrained by this term past. Um, so that means all your sins, past, present, future, and as far as your timeline. But as far as his timeline, there is no more sin. If you are in Christ, you are just as if you've never sinned because you are in him, covered by his blood, that propitiation that was made for you. And then you turn over to Romans chapter 8 and verse number uh, 18. We see these uh, in Paul's epistles, the, the term redemption is used seven times. And here's the second uh, mention of that, Romans 8 and verse number 18. The Bible says, For I have reckoned that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's the blessed hope. I cannot wait for that. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain until now, together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, sorry about that, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. So we see here that the body of flesh will one day be redeemed. Your soul is secure. Your spirit has been sealed until the day of redemption. It's been quickened. It's been sealed by the Holy Spirit. But one day your body will be redeemed as well. This body of flesh... And that's why we groan within ourselves. We see the first fruits of the Spirit there. Christ was the first fruits of the resurrection. And so because we have that earnest payment of the Holy Spirit sealing us, we will experience the first fruits of the resurrection. As Paul says, you will, if you die and you're in Christ, the dead in Christ shall rise first. To wit, this adoption, this redemption of this body. Let's look at the next one. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 30, 
And the Bible says here, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. Not only have we been saved, and that's a blessed thing, and the body's going to be redeemed and everything like that, but because of the redemption, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We now have this glory, and we will give him all the glory forever and ever and ever. Let him glory in the Lord. Glory in the Lord is that next point. Let's look at the next one, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, where it says our sins have been forgiven because of this redemption. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. We see this mentioned here in his body. But through his blood we have forgiveness of sins. As I mentioned just a few minutes ago, that it's not just a you know uh, this idea that we are saved and we're going to heaven when we die. It's so much more than that. Now, don't get me wrong. We do have an eternal destination. We are eternally secure. We will be in heaven for all of eternity. Um, that'll be known as the New Jerusalem later on down the line. But my point is, is that even though that's an amazing thing, in this life we have victory over the law of sin and death. If we live in the Spirit, and not in our flesh. Our flesh is capable of all sorts of different things. That's why we need to die to self. But just take heart in knowing and, and being confirmed and persuaded in your mind, fully persuaded that your sins have been forgiven. That's all of them, past, present, future, as we've mentioned already. And in that same chapter, let's look at the next one that redemption has for us, the term redemption has for us, and that's that we're sealed. Verse number 13 of Ephesians 1 in whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. That's this body here. Unto the praise of his glory, as we've already seen in the verses that we've read so far. So that's the redemption of our of this body that we will have. And, and not only that, the fact that the redemption gives us the hope and the security of being sealed into the day, into the day of redemption. And it's an amazing thing to hear and to believe, to know that that Holy Spirit of promise has been given as the earnest payment for us. And then a couple of chapters over, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30. The Bible says here, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. See, as all this thing has to do with being sealed by that Holy Spirit. That's what redemption brings to you. Colossians chapter 1. Let's look at the last mention in, in Paul's writings here. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, 
do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who, he, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, amen to that, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. One of the points I'm going to start making here is, um, as we continue down to verse number 17, is only God could perform this repurchase. You could never pay for it. You could never buy yourself back. But he humbled himself even to the death of the cross, as Philippians 2 said, to purchase, to repurchase back his creation. He humbled himself and made himself subject even unto death, even the death of the cross for us. Only God could perform this. Verse, keeping on in verse number four, uh, 15, who is the, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So once again, the point of him being the creator God that humbled himself in order to redeem you back to him. To wit, God was in Christ redeeming the world back to himself. Look at this because of not only that redemption giving us all these things that we've just mentioned, but look at Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verses 3 through 7. What's the result? The result of this redemption is now we have that Holy Spirit, a promise, wherein we can cry unto our Father. Look at verse number 3 of Galatians 4. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the element of the, of the world, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Remember, he subjected him to himself to the law, which means that he could die, even though he committed no sins. He kept the law perfectly in order to be the perfect sacrifice. And because ye are sons, verse number six, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. What an amazing gift the gift of redemption was. That not only did he pay the purchase, repurchase price, and only God could perform that, but he reconciled you to himself as well. And we'll talk about that in an upcoming video as well when I talk about reconciliation. But the redemption is once again, as we were created in his image, in the garden, we could commune with him as a mankind. Now, again, we have that same ability because of the spirit that he has sent into the world, into us, wherein we can cry, Abba, Father, just like he did when he said, Abba, Father. That's an amazing thing. Because of who we are now, because of who is in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's turn over to Titus. Chapter 2 and verse number 11. Just a few more moments here as we talk about redemption. Titus chapter 2 
In verse number 11, we were redeemed for a purpose. He redeemed us for a purpose. Remember, we are created in the first place for his glory. The same is, is why he has created us again as a, a peculiar new creature in Christ. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So we were created for a purpose. We are created unto good works, as uh, Ephesians 2.10 talks about. We are his workmanship, created unto those good works. Good works aren't going to get you saved. It's not going to keep you saved. Because you, but because you've been redeemed is now our reasonable service. In the Spirit, doing the work, living zealously as a peculiar people. We're new creatures in Christ. We see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. And look over Philippians 1 and verse number 24. Or excuse me, Philippians 1 and verse number 14. Created unto something. We are created unto good works. We're created to be his glory in this present world. To show him as ambassadors. Philippians 1 and verse number 14, And many of the brethren, Lord, waxing confidence by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. I think I got the right one there. Yes. So we're talking about the, the preaching of, of Christ as we're this new creature, we're peculiar, we are in, emboldened in this world with the Holy Spirit to present his glory, to be that shining light Speak the word without fear. 2 Corinthians 5.17, knowing that we are new creatures in Christ. And all because he has redeemed us. Finally, let's look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Galatians 3.13. All because he has redeemed us. When it says here, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of law, being made a curse for us. For as is written, cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. And because he took on that curse, because he humbled himself to that death, even the death of the cross, because he has redeemed us, we now have the Holy Spirit that has brought forth the, the redemption. We were lost and undone. We were under the law of sin and death, but now we are not under that law anymore. We've been set free, free indeed. And just like the Holy Spirit came 50 days after Jesus Christ died on the cross. If you think about it, he was dead and buried, rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And then he was seen of his disciples and um, many other people for 40 days. And then it says that he was gone for a week. And then on that 50th day, when it said, after 43 days, he ascended up into heaven and he was gone for about a space of a week, seven days. Seven days later was the day of Pentecost. Fifty 
And I just keep thinking about that as a number of Jubilee is 50 and how when the Holy Spirit entered into man, the fact that that happened on that day, talk about a Jubilee, all because of redemption, all because of him. So that's what's been on my mind. So I thank you for joining me on this, uh, just, uh, this video here, this short little 20-minute video about what's on my mind speaking about redemption. And uh, be looking forward to another one where we'll we're talking about reconciliation, uh, possibly being uploaded pretty soon after this one is uploaded as well. All right, thank you. Goodbye for now. God bless.